Say sure on the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Jim Jam. As always, I'm Scoot Magoo. And we are back with uh, a sort of exploration sort of thingy. Um, this time around, though, we're kind of uh, changing things up a little bit. We are not talking about a specific genre or even a specific geography as we've done before, but we're talking about labels today. Um, we thought it would be a cool idea to kind of pick one label and just go bananas and and just sort of see what we could find, look around, you know, um, and just listen. And so I think we each picked four albums, um, and our label this week is uh, Sacred Bones Records, uh, which I think they're in Brooklyn, if I remember right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they're very omnipresent at this point when it comes to sort of the whole pitchfork blogosphere sort of music scene. I feel like, you know, you always see a little something from sacred bones show up every year in someone's best of list. And, you know, they, their releases run the gamut from, you know, very, uh, maybe more, more traditional, like contemporary folk music to, you know, experimental rock, to industrial and noise, to, you know, anything in between. Um, but it all has kind of a weird hue. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of like a lame way to put it, but just everything's a little, like it reminds me a lot of a more, um, kind of like a more pitchfork-approved version of the Flenser. Like, I, I, I feel yeah. like it's, I, mean, I don't know if that's like, the best way to put it. Maybe a little less extreme, I guess. Yeah, 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 that's probably a better way to put it. Like, a little bit slightly cleaner. I mean, other than, you know, someone like Pharmacon, yeah, I feel like in general it's a little bit cleaner. Um, yeah. but I, I, and, I'm uh, just thinking of in, in general output. Yeah. Yeah, and there, I mean, obviously this is a label that we're, we've both, you know, been familiar with. Um, you know, obviously Pharmacon, um uh, Adler, yeah, uh, John Carpenter to an extent. I mean, I know he's, yeah. kind, of, he's kind of just well, revitalizing his career at yeah, this point, but th- th- that was another part of this that you know going in, I I found pretty interesting was sort of the number of reissues that they did. That you know, because I think for me, like you know, I, I think for a lot of people, they recognize the Sacred Bones album by the album cover and you know that like iconography that they use on every album. Um, and with those reissues, they don't do that. Um, and it's pretty interesting to sort of see them kind of respect the original uh, intent of the artist. Um, but it also makes things a little more confusing. <laughs> yeah, and and something... It's, it's funny that uh, I didn't really pay attention to it. I think I had like pre-ordered a record or something and like I, I brought it with me. I don't know, I forgot what the context was, but I was talking to the art director at the music production company I used to work at. And he pointed out that they're like the way that they lay out. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about labels that kind of do like give a certain treatment, like the same treatment to all their album covers and whatnot, mm-hmm. all their releases. Um, and I'm glad that they've made it more subtle over the years. Cause like the, the serif font, like white serif font over everything and the big, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they have some really cool covers in their repertoire, 
Uh, and I'm glad that they've kind of toned down their branding to let that shine a little bit more. You see, I, I, I kind of like that branding. Weirdly okay. enough, like, like I, I, I like, um, like it reminds me a little bit of uh, Zadix's uh, composer series. Um, in some in some ways, and you know, I, I don't know. They there's just, I mean, I think personally, I know with you know, sort of the music I make, like, I want to try to have like a similar album format, like album art format for everything I do. And I, I don't really know why. I think it's just like maybe just an OCD thing. And so like, you know, I, I, I guess it kind of just gives me a little bit of a dopamine spike <laughs> to, to, to just to like see that, uh, to see the Ouroboros and the triangle and uh, sort of that sans serif font on like, you know, every freaking Sacred Bones album. Um, yeah. I mean, I, anyway. Um, yeah. So we picked four Sacred Bones albums each. Um, and we're just going to talk about them. I, I guess, um, Scott, what, what were your thoughts going in here? Did you try to do a, um, because I know with our previous exploration episodes, you've, you've done, um, you know, sort of trying to go by decade uh, as much as you can and sort of have like a more chronological sweep of things. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a little difficult this time around yeah. since they, they launched in 2007. You only have, a, you know, about 15-ish yeah. years to work with more or less. Um like I said, there are a number of artists that, you know, kind of the obvious heavy hitters, you know, Pharmacon, Marissa Nadler, uh, Uniform has done a couple of releases on here. Mm. Even some some deep cuts. I really liked, they released an album by a duo called uh, Vive La Void a few years back that I really enjoyed. Uh, I like Crystal Stilts. Um, Destruction Unit released a record I like. So there's definitely... Oh, man. Yeah, there's definitely been some release. And obviously, John, you know, like the... I haven't followed him as closely since his first, you know, kind of, the, you know, his first full record, that that being John Carpenter. But that uh, that first yeah. John Carpenter record is really, really cool. It was, I mean, it, it was exactly, you know, billed as expected. It, it was a, you know, album, you know, his sound packaged as an album. Um, so with that being said, obviously their repertoire is, is much larger than those artists I mentioned. Um, I just kind of went in tr- trying to find four albums that I felt were kind of somewhat different. Like they kind of took a different slant to, um, I feel like the, their core sound in a way. And of course you could find like, you know, even after I say this, I'm sure you could find several things that discredit it, but it kind of centers around a post-punk core to like different degrees and again there's exceptions yeah. but a lot of their releases whether it leans more directly to the post-punk or it's a little noisier or you know kind of more on like the the dark wave the electronic end but i think just having that like the dark emotive core and definitely an experimental edge so i just tried to find a, a you know there's one release that's more electronic one release that's kind of a little bit of both one release that's a little bit more on the rock end and there was one album that came out this year that uh, I was I was very excited to talk. Okay, okay, I was, okay so I, we're, we're both talking about this album then. So okay, I'm I'm interested to talk. I want, don't want to say I'm excited to talk. I'm yeah. excited to discuss. We'll, it. We'll, I don't know um, if I'm excited about it, but we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Um, I, I should probably mention that I I actually tried to you know sort of do what you've done and tried to do a broad sweep sort of okay. throughout chronologically. So I tried to go as early as I could um, while also trying to get 
as high of a rating on Rate Your Music as possible as well. Well, I think that and just, you know, kind of other miscellaneous factors that usually go into, you know, my own decision to listen to an album, you know, like interesting album artwork, um, interesting genre tags, things like that. Um, you know, so, and but, but I also tried to do what you did here as well uh, and, you know, tried to get, you know, a, a decent variety of things while also, um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm sort of trying to do like, I, I'm, I'm killing just many birds right now with a single stone, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, <laughs> cause I, you know, that there are a couple of albums that are on this that are, you know, albums that I've been meaning to listen to for a long time or artists that I've been wanting to listen to for a long time or what have you. So, um, yeah, to, do you just, um, I, for that last, that, 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 that Al Nobi were that we were just hinting at. Do you want to talk about that last? I'm assuming. I think that would be a nice headliner because I, I have a lot of positive things to say about their repertoire, but I think that kind of embodies the one. I don't know if it's a critic, but the one one thing of note about their output. So I think we'll get. That. And you know what's yeah. gonna be funny is if we get to that album and it's actually not the same one. Although that, I, I think there's a good chance. Right. That, I think there's a good chance that there is, but. Um, yeah. So, do, do you want me to go first? Do you want to? You want to yeah, take what, it away? Or? Why don't you go first? But we'll, we'll switch off. So, as with any endeavor that requires looking through releases, I'm not super familiar with. Um, Albumart helps. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, again, we've talked about before that, especially with this kind of music that's so experimental. You know, we we, we both like art that's a little bit off kilter in all shapes and sizes, whether mm-hmm. that's you know capital a art or music or whatever um this album covers one of my favorites in their repertoire and the music followed suit it is uh flowers by oh Bactums. that's funny I, that, that, that's my first album too well there you go so this i would love if we had, i mean i think it's very unlikely that we picked the same four but uh yeah i, mean, I we, we, one... we definitely didn't pick the, the, the there's one that i i guarantee you didn't do so okay well, yeah. well I, we'll get to it Um, I mean, this one felt like a no brain. Not only it's, it's a really, I mean, I like the, when the color pink, like I like when the color pink is, is incorporated in a subtle way. Cause I think it's a cool color, but like, you know, I I don't know. This album cover is very subtly using pink though. No, I, I just mean like, like the shade, like, it's not like hot pink. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like I like when it's, it's like a, like a somewhat muted shade. Um, and I, I like the way that it's incorporated. So it caught my eye. But it also caught my eye because their rate your music page, I mean, it has like so so many rock sub, you know, noise rock, oh, post punk, yeah. yeah. no wave, synth punk, experimental rock, slacker rock, psych rock. So I just had to give it a shot. And 24 tracks ranging from one to three minutes, it really does feel like a hodgepodge of you know all the genres I mentioned, and for sure, in a good way. I mean, I don't. I mean, I only say that some, you know, some ideas work better than others in the sense that, you know, there's a hierarchy, not that there's anything that's stood out to me as like terrible. Um, But I thought this was a great, like right off the bat, I think this is the first one I listened to in, you know, in this group. And I thought it really, you know, successfully summarized what, you know, kind of what the rock end of their label is just like a very much just approaching these kind of, you know, kissing cousin experimental rock subgenres and taking 
the way that they overlap and then, you know, not being afraid to, to branch out. Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was, it, it was really, really cool. I really liked the, um, I liked the n- kind of like no wave light feeling. Like I got some yeah. hues of no wave, but it was kind of more on the, the, like the fun side. Like it definitely was not a, it was not a swans or anything like that. But yeah. It was kind of, it kind of reminded, reminded me more of like a, uh, like, I don't know if you know the, it's a, an all female trio called, uh, Ut, which was a, in no. the no wave scene, which was like a kind of a, a spastic, uh, you know, like it's kind of like the no wave answer to the riot girl scene. It okay. kind of reminded me of that in a way where it's, it's, it's very, it's more on the rock end of the no wave spectrum, but just, you know, very more quirky and and weird. Um, but I also really liked the one three minute digestible, you know, take, I, I, like it, it, it was cool to have this feel like just kind of like creative outbursts. Like just, Hey, you know, let's try to make a, you know, kind of a, like a, a lo-fi psych rock track. And then you know, let's do something more post-punk. Let's be a little noisier. You know, let's put some sense on here. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was a really cool way to kick off the, you know, my listening for this. I, I was really glad that the, you know, it lived up to what I was hoping. Cause I mean, again, album art isn't everything, but I, I mean, more often than not, um, I think that there, it typically does go, or it can go hand in hand. Like I, I don't, I can't think of a record that, um, is. All right, I'm done. I don't want to go down that path because I, I feel like I, I'm gonna like think of an example of an, of an album that I think is great with like horrendous album art. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I'll say it. I'll say that there's, I don't, can't think of an album that I truly love where I think the album art is just absolutely abysmal. Like maybe it's not that noteworthy, but just cause I think if you're going to put your full artistic vision and you're going to try to find, you know, something that represents what you're trying to do, then you're going to put care into it. Maybe See, you're not going to. Yeah. I, I feel like I could probably find a couple on yeah, my shelf. That's, what, that's why I hesitate because I'm sure like I'll, yeah. I'll just look through my CDs after we finish talking. I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's that one. Is there? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what did, uh, what did you think of this record? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny you, you mentioned No Wave, uh, sort of an influence on here because I, this really reminded me a lot of Suicide in a way okay. that like it, yeah. it had like that, like, minimal rock aesthetic almost to it like i it, it basically to me it, it it was like suicide if they like were you know if, if, if they had more uh access to like technology basically because <laughs> like you know they're, they're working with guitars but they're also working with synths and you know just kind of like everything under the sun as opposed to just like you know just a fucking synth and, and, you know, a guy rambling about Frankie Teardrop, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I, I think along with that, I, I kind of wrote that it's like, it, it's, it's like suicide, but without the charisma in a way, like, and the, I, I guess that, that was kind of, I, I guess, I, I think if, if I went into it with your perspective, I, I think I probably would have enjoyed it more, but I, 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 I didn't think it was bad. I it just I, I, I think I think some of it is, is sort of like an intent 
like in sort of like like confusion over its intent because I I felt like a lot of the tracks on this thing were like trying to be songs, like like full songs, whereas there were more like excursions. And I I don't necessarily think there's something wrong with that. It's just I it just it often felt like they were trying to make these into like full fledged songs, and it just wasn't panning out a lot of the time. Um, you know, like and. You know, there are a lot of great ideas all over pretty much every track on this thing, but I just like a lot of them just never seem to like flesh out into something, even though it felt like it probably could have or should have. Um, that was probably my biggest thing for it because, like, you know, like sonically it sounded really cool, you know, and and just kind of like that that whole noisy abrasive aesthetic and just kind of like that not giving a shit about, you know, form in the first place and you're just being like, okay, you know, fuck it. Here, here's a minute long track, you know? Um, it, it just often felt like it was, you know, I, it, it often felt like it was trying to be something it wasn't in some ways, just on, on, on like a songwriting basis. Um, but yeah, so like definitely glad I listened to it, but I, I just wasn't, didn't really click with me. I think in the same way it clicked with you. Um, no, basically. Okay. I I get that, and I think they're. Uh, you know the, the the funny thing is that I I say this, and I actually just bought, uh, and I can't believe I managed to buy a copy of this is um the uh, the No Wave New York compilation, um, mm. which which has like you know m- like Mars's tracks on it are just like, you know nonsense in some ways, <laughs> but but for some reason like that, that that's why I say charisma like suicide without charisma in a way. Because like I I think it's like, you know it, it's it's someone like Martin Rev you know or is it Martin Rev, right? Am am I getting that right? With suicide, um, um Alan I, Vega. It's Alan Vega and Martin Rev. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so it, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's what 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 made that band what it is 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 the charisma that was attached to it you know and it's it's sort of what made you know every you know great band and like you know even to something like shushu you know like ian curtis you know like we've talked about this before these singers who you know aren't the greatest singers but they bring this personality to the table that is just undeniably magnetic and um i i that's what i felt like this thing was missing in a way it's just like that kind of magnetism um yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously I, I enjoyed it, but I think the one olive branch that I would, or, or I guess the one middle ground I can, we can meet is, I do wonder sometimes with these kind of releases where it's like short vignettes, um, it, how would those sound fleshed out to full length song slash could they be like, I think, is it like, oh, that's a fun idea. And like you do it through that lens, but is it kind of, I don't say a cover, that you can't write a full song, but like if you were to kind of digest this, cause obviously, you know, this, like this isn't a grindcore album, like the genres that they're pulling from historically have longer songs. Like would these, would they not pan out as well if they were like truly fleshed out? Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely, I mean, I think part of that is like, it begs the question, you know, what constitutes that song or not? Yeah, for um, sure. It, because I, I feel like if you ask these guys, they'd be like, no, this is a song. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> and, and I think in some ways they, they, they would be right to say that. Uh, 
you know, it's, I, I think it's just, you know, I think it's kind of like a different strokes type of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that totally reminds me. I gave a, an acquaintance a ride in college. Um, and I had, this is, you know, when the new, at the time, Alleluia, Don't Bend Isn't That Godspeed album had come out. Mm. Um, and it was, it was one of the two, like, six minute ambient tracks. Mm-hmm. And he was like, is this, like, is this a song? Like, is this a song? Is this music? Like, is this a thing? And, like, I felt like my answer was, like, well, what even is this? Like, you, you, you do, you, like, go all Socratic, you go, like, all, all <laughs> you know, deep on their, all deep on their ass. But yeah, definitely. What is uh, the I nature mean, of songs, though? I mean, I think you know the definition we always go to is you know music is the you know purposeful organization of sound, which I I think that I think that holds up. Yeah, but I but mean, at I the same time, maybe, maybe... I, like I don't know, like I would listen. You know, if if I listen to a you know improvisation by John Butcher, and but then I put on you know Prince's Purple Rain, you know, like those are two you could technically say that both of those are songs, but like there's a very clear difference between the two. And I think, you know, it's like you, you could always, you could talk about sort of the structure and, you know, sort of the form of it, you know, and sort of whether it's composed or not. But I think there's also just, I, I, I feel like it's just a very nebulous, like term to describe, like it's already nebulous enough to describe what music is, but I think it's even, it's even more convoluted to try to describe what, a, what, you know, constitutes like a song or not. Yeah. Especially um, when you get to, you know, the, the kind of releases that are like, you know, one long song. Yeah. And it's, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but so, th- okay. Yeah. Th- th- this was a nice diversion, but to get back on, yeah, I, I think technically it's my turn because we, we both <laughs> talked about the same album unless you want to, uh, you want to go. I, I mean, I can, I can go if you want. Uh, yeah, I, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll, let's just go for it. Um, yeah, so this is an album I wanted to listen to. Uh, this was actually one of the ones I was planning on listening to when we decided on Sacred Bones, and it's uh, Abandoned by Pharmacon, their her uh, debut. Oh, album. interesting. Yeah, because I, good, I had, a good pick. Yeah, well, I had only listened to uh, Bestial Burden, I think, and I think I had listened to some of the singles from uh, Contact, um, and I think maybe one of the singles from Devour, but I just wasn't a fan of either of those. Um, so I just really haven't listened to any Pharmacon except for Misty Burton, And so, yeah, th- this was, this was really interesting. Um, I, I, I mean, spoiler, I, I, I don't think it's as good as Misty Burton, but you know, I, I think what it lacks, you know, like, like what this, I, 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 I noted here, I, it's like, it's, it's less atmospheric in some ways than Misty Burton. But I think it makes up for that in sort of it's like rawness and sort of just how like much more like unsettling it is than Beast Joe Burton. Like and and that album is is definitely not like, you know, an easy listen anyway. Mm. Um, This was just yeah, like this was pretty intense uh, and just kind of really bringing that like death industrial kind of power electronics sound home. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it's really short too. Um, actually, if you listen to the Apple music version, it has a bonus track called uh, sour sap. That's like almost as long as the entire album. Um, and it actually might be better than the original album. Weirdly enough, like it, it feels like it's, uh, sort of almost like a compilation of all these different songs put together, but it is 
like I mean, if if you think she like, you know, kind of lets lets things loose in like abandon, like no, Mar- Margaret Chardy or Chardier, right? Is that, is that how you say her name? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 She. I mean, we're talking about just like full throated, you know, just yeah, throat shredding screams and just like, just like feedback and distortion and just like like and it's it's not. There, there, there's no subtlety about some of it, and I love that. Like, and that, that's always something for me that's that's so, you know can sometimes be missing from like a death industrial album is that like you have a term like death industrial to descri- describe this this sound, but oftentimes it's very atmospheric and brooding, and very rarely does it come to the forefront and just like beat you over the head. Um, but like, yeah, the, this 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 like bonus track totally did. And it was just, it, it was a really, it was a fun listen. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember buying this on vinyl and listening to it like full volume. No one was in the house <laughs> and it was just like, it just freaked me the fuck out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, um, I think I probably, yeah, agree that Bisha Burden is, is, my, I mean, I like all of her records. I mean, I, I hate to say that she's been on decline, but I just, I, I don't think she's been on decline. I just think that I, I just haven't, I haven't enjoyed her most recent albums as much as the first two. And, and I really think she had a really nice peak with Bishop Burton, but Abandon is, is really, really good. Uh, yeah. It's probably, probably my favorite cover. I don't know. I, I just I think that's that's a. I mean, it's the, it's, gro- the, it's the gross. contact cover is probably still my favorite. Uh, oh, is that the one where she's biting like the soap or the, oh no, no that's that, the one with the oh that's no, 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 no contact no. is the one with all the hands no. on her. Yeah, it is, and I'm no thank you. Oh man, that, that that's 2020's favorite album cover, by the way. <laughs> it's it, it is totally <laughs> it's totally a me thing. Like I'm not saying it's like gross. Like it's kind of the same thing with. Uh, What's the Death Grits album with like all the mouse and the teeth? And yeah, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, you're the snitch. It just it just grosses me out. Like, you see, that, like that, I, I, I I like that though. Yeah. That, that's 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 like I I like those gross like images that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it, like, oh, it not, sure not, not just specifically you, but like you know I don't know. Like there are things like that. I I mean like I I've been watching Castlevania, and there there are just like points in that that are like so fucking gory that just like you know, you can't help but be like, what the fuck? Like, what just <laughs> happened? You know, like, I, I don't know if you remember this day. I'm going to go on an excursion really quick where um, Isaac kills, uh, he, he kills uh, Godbrand, but he, but by, by like whipping, he, he, he like takes like his, his flagellance whip and like gets him around the face with it and like rips off his like face skin, basically. <laughs> Oh, I think yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. like I, I was watching. I'm just like, what the actual fuck, dude? Like, yeah. It, but anyway, like, like I'm, I'm like, I'm not bothered by that. Like, it's, it's, like it, it's disturbing and it isn't at the same time. I guess for me. So, um, anyway, <laughs> getting, getting off track. Um, did you want to um, talk about your, uh, your next album? I would because yeah. I th- I think it's probably my f- favorite. I don't know. I, 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 I think I liked all these 
relatively equally, and then there's the fourth one we'll talk about. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, Leder Est, which I don't know if that's like a weird pronunciation of Let Her Rest, but uh, it's called The Diver. Um, okay. The opener had me for a second because it, it sounded like a, a, a good but pretty standard synth punk track. And then the rest of the album, uh, I mean, other than one, so there's the opener, you know, kind of was synth punk. The second track almost had, I mean, I don't know the likelihood of this, but one of the synth pads really sounded like No Love Deep Web. Like the, like the, hmm. like, so that threw me for a loop. But the rest like of it, a wob wob kind of. Yeah, like, like that, like yeah. that, like just that, like the specific tone that was very persistent with throughout, which I think you probably get where I'm. Yeah, talking about. Uh, you, you, you got some shit to say just for the fuck of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the rest of it kind of felt like a nice marriage of old and new era Depeche Mode, kind of you know channeled through a, like a synth, like a modern synth lens. You know, some some aspects were more synth punk, some were you know a little bit more. Um, like somewhat on the poppier side, uh, it it was pretty cool. And I, again, I felt like you know, Factors was kind of the rock angle, and this one was a little bit in the middle. And the next one I'll talk about was more, much more electronic. Um, it's it's cool how it it split it split the. I really do feel feel like it split the middle pretty nicely. You know, definitely felt like the kind of bright synth tones and, and the general kind of synth pop esque ideas from earlier Depeche Mode, but you definitely had the darkness. Um, it was a little bit more textured. It was a little bit more, a little more detailed than your average synth pop. But um, I thought this was really cool. And yeah. I think this one was also another one. Let me just double check the cover. I think this is another one where the, the cover really, uh, caught my eye and it ended up delivering again and i'm glad i checked it out in general i'm really glad we did this episode just oh yeah i really like the cover on this one um you know i'm I'm, I'm with you like i really enjoyed this episode i think partially because i i I didn't go nuts this time with like an exploration episode because i i think i like you remember that i did like i think i did like 10 albums for like ambient if i remember right like, I think you did, you did a few, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was definitely up there. Whereas you're, you're just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I did like four or five, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, see, that that's a normal, that's a normal thing to do. That, yeah. That's a healthy thing. Um, yeah, no, they, I, that, that actually, that album though sounds really interesting because I mean, you, you know me, I'm a, I, I love me some Depeche Mode. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that 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 sounds really cool. Um, I. I guess do you want me to talk about my next one and then your next one, and then we'll kind of merge into the last one. Yeah, just because okay. I, I think the the second one or the, my third one, I have a little bit more to talk about, and then I definitely have a lot to talk about with the last yeah, one. Yeah, so for take, sure. Take it right. away, my friend. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't have a. I guess I don't have a, a ton to say here either. Uh, this is uh, July by Marissa Nadler. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so I remember listening to I think Drive um like a long time ago um and i remember just being in love with that song but i i don't only think i listened to it like once um 
but I'd always been aware of her. And I think we, 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 if you remember this, this is a few years ago now that we reviewed uh, Drone Flower, her collaboration with Stephen Brodsky from um, yes. Metroid Man and Caven. Yes. Um, yeah. And so I was, I, I really felt like I needed to cover Marissa Nadler to some capacity um, because I, I think she's just such a staple for Sacred Bones right now. Um, but I wasn't really sure where to go. Uh, because if for my crimes was was pretty highly rated too, and I think she just put out something, or she's gonna be putting out something this year, and um, like I think it might be out this Friday actually. It is enough. indeed. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this was rated the highest on uh, rate your music, so I just kind of went with that, and um, I I think I chose right. I really enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. Um, I was really just I I think. There are two things that really fascinated me about this. I think one is just sort of the way Marissa Nadler is able to, you know, sort of bring all these different influences into a single track, but also have it not feel like any of those influences in a way. Like it, it what she writes feels genuinely hers. And you hear little strains of things that kind of pop out. Like it's, it, it, it's like watching a fire and seeing a little spark fly out for a second and then disappear. Mm-hmm. And it's it, like, it's really interesting. Like, you know, th- there would be like these times where like her vocals would kind of take this, you know, that she would like, you know, sort of intone in a certain way. And, you know, it'd have like sort of a country twang to it. Uh, but then at the same time, you also have like just, you know, everything just has like this you know, reverb to it. So it has like a very like kind of dreamy angle to it as well. Yeah. Um, and, and just the production on this thing in general is just gorgeous. I mean, and, and really I, and that's sort of my second point here is that the personnel lineup on this album is just weird in like the best way possible that, uh, Randall Dunn produced this, who's worked with like wolves in the throne room and like son of all people. <laughs> um, but then, like he, um, Avon Kang, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's uh, A uh, A <laughs> E E Y V I N D Kang, as in like Kang and Kodos from The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but anyway, mm. yeah, he he does uh, string arrangements on this thing, but he's also uh, a composer in his own right, and he's collaborated with like John Zorn of all people, too. And he has a bunch of albums that are on Zadik, you know, records and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, like, just the people that show up on this album, are, it's, it's just really fascinating. Um, and they all come together to just, you know, weave this this really intimate portrait, you know, of, I, I guess it's about a breakup. Um, and, and just, yeah, they... I, I just I, I really I loved this thing a lot um, and just you know every bit of it was just it was just written so well too like n- nothing felt extraneous um, you know and, and every song had its own like kind of magnetism to it and it was just like you know it, it, it I, I think sometimes for me when I listen to a folk album um, I can sometimes get into you know kind of like a funk where I'm like okay like this song sounded like the last song and the last song sounded like the last previous song before that. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, when is this going to end kind of, and like, this is just a great example of, of that not being true of, you know, a, every song having its own flavor 
to it, you know, where, it, but, but at the same time, not feeling so divergent from like sort of the overall sound of the album. Um, yeah, the, the, this was just, this was just great. I really loved this thing. Yeah. I mean, back, back to back albums that, you know, I have in my collection and really enjoy myself. Um, I mean, you really, you can't discount the importance of having, um, it's Randall Dunn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't, I mean, I think earth wolves in the throne room, like he's really produced some, you know, like atmospheric, you know, kind of really, you know, artists of their music kind of takes up a lot of space, you know, so to speak. Mm. And it's interesting because I think, I mean, it was, you know, Sacred Bones, I think it was her Sacred Bones debut. Um, you know, I think it was having that connection. She released several albums. She released, uh, like six albums. I'm just taking great music now before July, which, I mean, when I remember what I really got into this record and I looked back, I was like, holy shit. Like I, I thought this is like her debut. Maybe she released a couple more, but she was well established before then. And I think since then she's really leaned into, I think she was a little bit more on the, the dream pop. And, and I think some of her past releases I haven't listened to extensively were almost like had some, you know, all country vibes. Um, but yeah, mm. I think she's really benefited from leaning into this, you know, darker direction but it's still very much a folk record like i don't think like she never she never stretches to like a chelsea wolf or anything like that she's still she's a little bit more rooted in you know the folk side of things but i think that yeah the fact that she's you know kind of leaned into the darker aspects of the ancillary elements you know being the production and whatnot has really helped her music so yeah i'm glad you liked it i'm glad yeah this is this is great yeah, just, no, yeah, definitely. Just a highlight for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my last one before we get to the, the main event, so to speak, <laughs> is uh, Lust for Youth International, which was an odd, very odd listen. So and so the, did, the band is called Lust for Youth? Yeah, called Lust for Youth. The album's called okay. International. Okay. Uh, it was just such a bright... It, it was like a you know, like a turquoise purple, and I forget the third color, like triangle. It was like a, a really bright triangle on a white back. It just did not seem like a Sacred Bones cover. So <laughs> I checked, I, and then it also said it was like post-punk, but also Balearic Beat, and Balearic Beat is like basically tropical synth pop. You know, they, that's not Oh, I'm going to have to listen to that now. But it's, Cause, you know, cause like, like, like... I mean, the Banana Runner cover of like Venus, just like, that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. So, but like, you know, um, I ever told you about uh, classics? Like, ever yes, yeah, that? yeah. Like, they're they're Balearic beat where it's it's like you know synth pop, okay. like danceable, but it has it's a little you know breezy. Kind of feels like a you play it on like a beach. Um, yeah. And so I was like, how the fuck does that you know square with post punk? Like that doesn't make any. And uh, I mean, by God, they did it somehow. Uh, it's I feel like it's at some points it almost feels like it's too drab to be synth pop, but then at other points it's like too easy breezy to be considered post punk. It really does again, kind of like the, it strikes a balance pretty interestingly. Like it's 
you know, you have like the monotone post-punk vocals, but some really nice, you know, somewhat bright melodies. You know, it's a little bit, it's kind of like a, they're using the rainbow of colors, but the most muted possible like tones of those colors to paint, <laughs> paint a picture. But it, it works. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they, they took aspects of each, like the, the probably very few aspects of each genre that might work together and they found a way to, you know, sew them together. Um, and I, I, I I'm, I'm this, still trying to figure out how that would even work. I mean, I, I, I guess this is basically what, what I think we expected Turnstile to sound like in some ways. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's much more. I think it's much more electronic. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess more more post punk than hardcore. But yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I really liked the. You know, I I like the electronic releases that Sacred Bones choose chooses to release. I think they do a good job of. Because I think I think it's important when labels. I like that Sacred Bones has an identity. I like that the Flenser has an identity. Like they don't release the exact same genre, but I think mm. that they've done a good job curating the types of artists they sign so that it fits kind of the general yeah. theme. And I think this is a great example where they found a pretty unique electronic release that totally meshes with the the vibe of their label and in a, and does some really interesting things along the way. So I, I was, this was a really nice surprise. Uh, I think, again, this is probably my favorite record of the bunch that I listened to just because, I mean, not only is it, is it really interesting, but it's just, it's, it's very, very unique. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, big, big fan. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I guess we're coming to the, uh, the, 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 the big, uh, the big elephant in the room, I guess. I, I part of me really hopes it's not the same record. That would be amazing. Uh, Is it? Uh, did, did, does does the number ten have anything to do with this album? Uh, I don't know or think oh, so. Okay. But okay, all right. Uh, maybe, maybe we have two different albums. Then we'll see. Right? Okay. What what what, what do you have? I have Luca Yupanqui. Sounds of the Unborn. Oh no! Oh, okay. What 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 is this? So this is the record that. So Luca Yupanqui. I mean, maybe at this point she's been born, but she. Her parents what? made the record. Her parents made the record, but the big rub with this release, and I mean, I first heard about it from Boston, like you know, WBUR, which is Boston Public Radio. So this wasn't like a niche publication that was covering it. They engaged with this seriously. So basically, she, she is, is is this like like they they took the sounds that she made while she was in the womb and yeah they they, they, they it's like you know kind of like electro like the most organic version of electro you know, in the in the body like as she you know, the mom was pregnant with her and like a scribe like kind of used that as a you know, as a basis for, it kind of reminded me of, uh, remember we talked about that Bartholomew Trebek album years where he like kind of assigned a, like a program for tree rings, uh, like for diff oh, right. different, yeah, different types I, of trees. I, 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 I don't think we ever reviewed that, but, but I, I know you wrote, um, 
an article about it. It's it's one of my it's one of my it's it's just such a cool piece of art. Um, yeah. So I think it, it I think they did somewhat a similar thing where they like built a some kind of sequence, some kind of program around the sounds in the womb. Um, and honestly, you know what meme came to mind as I was listening to this? Mom, can we have Matmos? We have Matmos <laughs> at home. Matmos <laughs> at home is this record because Matmos did a record. Um, I forget the name. Oh, it's, it's, a, Ray, it's a they, long name. A, a chance to cut is a chance to cure. Yes, and it, it, they. I mean, it's obviously it was not produced in the same way. They they took different surgical sounds and made a record based on that. But I think there's a reason that Bartholomew Trebek that worked better, partially because it was simpler. Like it was, it was just all pian, you know piano sequences. And it just, it's just such a haunting. I really, re- I know, like, this is someone off top. I really recommend you listen to that. It's a great record. Yeah. Also, I, because, I remember listening to, to parts of that. Yeah. Sure. But also because he was very transparent. I mean, it, it was accompanied by an art piece where it was, um, I think it literally was a, tur- a turntable setup where it was like a piece of like a camera over like a choply, like a, a, a vinyl shaped piece of wo- like wood. And then it looked at the tree rings and it, like, it was very transparent. This is what I'm doing. The fact that the album is literally like the, the, the artist credit for the album is the unborn baby. Like her name is Luke. It's not like Luca is not the mom. That's, it's the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, the album's called Sunset Sounds and the Unborn. And just even like the WBUR article, they made it sound like it's, you know, it's the first album produced from, you know, like from the womb. And it's like, but is it though? It's actually, yeah. it's honestly not even that bad. Like, you know, the, you definitely get the in utero vibe. Like it sound, I mean, I mean, not to sound kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to sound silly. It sounded a little cavernous. Like it truly did. <laughs> it, 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 it did. It did. It sounded like it Hello. really did sound like it was made in the womb, but I mean, she didn't, she didn't make it. She didn't do anything. Like she, it, it, it just the present. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier is that. I feel like there's there's a there's a, a sheen of pretension oh, around yeah. like a, a lot of what Sacred Bones does. Uh, I mean, like it's not unbearable, but it's like re- releases like this where I'm like, uh, you know, it's this is definitely this is a bit much for me. But honestly, yeah. it was it was I I just felt like this is a classic case of an artist getting in their own way because I think the album on its own was was fine. I mean, it, it was it was a nice dark ambient project, but it just th- that was distracting to me. But but at the same token, I don't think WBR is going to feature a lot of you know passable dark ambient projects unless there's some kind of angle like this. Um, so, but I was interested in, in listening to it because when I saw the you know they they did make a big deal with the fact that you know it was the first release created by a baby and then you read into it and you're like but not really though <laughs> like, yeah not, it, not actually you know what you know what this is like it's um have you ever heard of um oh, i can't remember the name of it now um oh fuck it, it's it, it's called like the sounds of um oh uh symphonies of the planets that's what it's called um the, not, not the gustav holtz you know um you know series of compositions but it's, it's just called symphonies of the planets um but it, it, it's like this dark ambient thing that is they they basically just took cosmic 
information, you know, and, you know, that has just been beamed over like satellite or something like that and sort of just translated into music. And it's like mm. amazing to listen to. But, you know, it's credited as no artist, but it's like, yeah, except that like nature doesn't sound like that. <laughs> um, so like, obviously somebody had to like, you know, kind of do the legwork, you know, it, it, it's kind of like with generative music. Like, I think some people will point and say, you know, oh, you know, like you're not actually doing anything you, like this, like the system that you made is just playing itself. When in reality, like they're technically right, but it's only because you are stepping away from what you've already made. You know, you, you, you are the one who made the system, you know, you're just letting it play itself out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why years, the album by, um, Bartholomew and Trebek, I, I, to me, that's like the best And again, you know, we, we talk a lot about how we perceive art and, you know, the way that we perceive how artists present their art, you know, obviously they could do whatever they want. You know, it's their, yeah. their creation. That's fine. But in terms of like how I just think the way he presented it makes the most, like not even just how I prefer we present it. It just makes the most sense. Like, yeah, he, like he, definitely. this is what I did. This is, you know, I guess what, you know, what the tree did, so to speak. Well, he just, he just kind of was very factual about it. You know, and obviously, you know, it, there's some randomness in a way because, you know, the, he, he has no control over how the tree rings are formed. Obviously, he created the program. and But, like, just the idea, like, the, the idea to do that is really cool and the results are really great. And yeah. I think in, in this case, I don't know. On the one hand, I don't know if I would have checked it out if not for, like, the attention and the backstory. But on the other I, hand, I I think I kind of would have liked it more if it was just like, oh, this is a record. Because I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's bizarre. I, I, I didn't even know that this album existed or that this story was behind it. So part of me thought that we talked about it, which is why I assume that we were on the same, you know, same wavelength. But no, maybe I, we didn't. I mean, yeah, I, I, definitely, definitely we didn't. I, I don't think we did at all. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> this this is this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, so now, but now I am really excited to hear because I think you were agreeing with me that you didn't really like your fourth selection. So I'm I'm curious to hear. Yes. All um, right, go for it. Yeah, this is uh, the Turning Wheel by Spelling with uh, with three L's <laughs> in her name. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I. So yeah. Um. I'm sure most people are know about this because fantano gave it his first 10 of the year i think it's the only 10 so far of the year um he sure did and that's he why sure i checked did. it out yeah but... um yeah and so i i really wanted to check this thing out because i'm like you know what man like you you don't see the melon giving a 10 out every day and like i like, like fuck it like i'll give it a shot and like you know I, I it's basically just been on my list for months now and now that you know we did you know this this episode i'm like fuck it i'm i'm this is going to be the album i listen to because you know you sort of got that eight you got that range all the way from sort of the beginning of sacred bones all the way up until now um yeah i i really i fucking hated this album like like i mean i i very much dislike like th th this is probably my least favorite album i've listened to this year um, it's, 
<laughs> I just like, I don't even know where to fucking start here. Um, so I, I, I guess I should say like in fairness, like going in, like, you know, in sort of the first track, I was like, okay, like, I, like this is nice. You know, this is pleasant. The production is pretty nice. Like maybe your voice is a little annoying at times, you know, because I don't know about you, but like, she sounded like, um, like Kylie Minogue, but like, Bad. but, but like, 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 you know, like when she's trying to be like really cutesy kind of, uh, Kylie, I mean, and you know, kind of like Madonna kind of does the same thing. And, yeah. you know, um, I think a lot of people compared this to Kate Bush, which I'll get to that in a second, you know, but you know, so like vocals were like, eh, you know, like this is just like the first track, but then it's just like, it just keeps going. And going and it going. Did. It does indeed. Yes, it, it does. It, it, it's like 54, 52 minutes long around there. I I, I just, uh, like, in even like people were like, oh, the production is excellent. It's like, it's really not though. That's the thing. It's like, for sure, like the first track sounds good. Like there are definitely some horn parts that are really nice and stuff like that. But when you hear like the synth work and you realize that they're pretty much just using the same synth patch with every fucking song, you know, it kind of gets really annoying but i think the bigger thing is that like this is just not original at all this is like completely derivative like it's just she's bringing nothing new to the table at all and what's worse is that the songwriting is just piss poor like the only thing in my mind that is i think what keeps people interested in this is is the production and even then i don't think it's that good um and I mean, I, I, if 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 you want me to get really picky, the album cover is atrocious. Like oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> like it is, like it is not a flattering photo. And I, I mean, I I don't think it was meant to be, but like, I don't know. Like just considering that this is like a, supposedly the, sort of like a dream pop, pop baroque pop album, you know, I don't know. Like you would think, oh hey, maybe don't do the whole like creepy vibe. <laughs> but but fuck it i don't know so but like so okay to to go you know uh, i mean i i guess so they again i i was reading through rate your music reviews and people were really comparing this to kate bush and i, I mean i i love hounds of love like one of my favorite albums of all time uh i think it's a lot of people's favorite albums but you know i i, I love i love kate bush you know but this this is really not like this is like if Kate Bush stopped trying like because like I, I mean like I can kind of see the vocal timbre a little bit but I just love that like part, someone's like not there. She's, she sounds like about her name Kate Bush I'm like yeah if Kate Bush stopped trying like <laughs> like oh I totally agree with you I just think it's the worst version yeah. of your comparison <laughs> yeah it's it, it's just oh, yeah I know it, it, she's just it, it just feels so lackluster and yeah. and like very rarely does she does she deviate from that that cutesy like I don't know it, it always sounds like it's it's almost like she has a frog in her throat in a way and and, and coincidentally uh, the track Emperor with an Egg like literally listening to that thing I thought I was listening to a Disney movie soundtrack at one point like. That, and so, like, basically, that, that that's what, and I, I think that describes this album perfectly, is that th- this thing is just, this thing just sounds like Kate Bush doing a Disney movie soundtrack, and, oh, and it just sucks. Bingo. That that was my, so, I'm trying to quickly pull up his other, his other tens. Um, uh, the Daughters. 
so you know money store i i mean yeah. I, I don't know if like i'm not saying i would give it a 10 but uh um you know money store yeah that's a great album T-Pad. great album to butterfly you know i, I mean yeah. i think it's a good album uh yeah i mean kid, it's like so daughters yes lingua Gnoti, yes uh kids see ghosts i mean i kind of i get it i don't like it i get it i did not understand like i was, yeah i was i don't want to like overplay it because it was just it's an album review it's just, it's just music like i'm not trying to be dramatic yeah but yeah it, i was same i way. did not get it at all as i was listening to this i'm like how did he give this a 10 like really yeah. It just it, I, to me and Bingo, what you said earlier. It, uh, I'll just sum it up quickly because the, the, that this is the, my main gripe with it. It really sounds like like a, an art student, like a, and a not not top of his class art student tried to make like a spoof on a Disney soundtrack. Like that's yeah. it. Just it sounds like like tongue and cheap, like hipster, like thick brim glasses. Like oh yeah, this is what Disney sounds like to me. And I'm just yeah. like, this is not. I, I, yeah, I'm not uh. not a fan. Not yeah, and, 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 you know, I, I also want to point out, if you listen to the song The Future, uh, the verses of that literally use the same chord changes as uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you, you oh. can hear it a little bit that, that you're like, what? I'm like, like I, I, and I was almost expecting, like, all I really want for Christmas, you know, <laughs> just... <laughs> I honestly, um, I, I don't think I'll try to give it another listen, but I kind of yeah. want to hear that. Well, I, I, mean, I want to hear that now with that lens. I, I, I would say just, just just put on the just put on the track, the future, and and just listen and be like, oh fuck, he's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, th- this was. I mean, I, I I will say I think I I I think the second half of the album is is a little stronger than the first, but even then, it's it's just not not nearly to what people are making it out to be. Um, it's, it's just, yeah. It, I, I mean, like, like, like you were saying, like, you know, all those other tens, like, you know, I might not like to pimp a butterfly, but like, at least I can understand why it deserves a 10 in a way. Like I can understand why people want to rate that album highly because look, you have this artist, you know, sort of making this political statement that happens to be incredibly important at this point in time and doing it under instrumentals, you know, that are generally considered really good and everything like that. And there's a whole concept around it. And like, you know, at least he's doing something new. He's pushing things forward. You know, I might not agree. I might not like a lot of it, but like, I, I still got to hand it to, to that album. But mm-hmm. like, this does absolutely nothing new and it's poorly written. And it's just like, so why? Like, why does why does this get the pass? Like... <laughs> Like melon, like, what's going on? <laughs> this is a very much one of those, you know. Other than that, Miss Lincoln, how was the play? Like just, <laughs> just like, the, like you're like just you just absolutely torn this thing to shreds, and it's like, well, other than that, it's it's fine though. <laughs> yeah, if you, well, if you I, can put I mean, that aside. I mean, I I I I do have to admit that, like you know, I like listening to a track like uh, like Boys That Score, like Legacy. I'm like, okay, like th- this is still not great, but like it, it's it, it's definitely a little more like fleshed out. Like it definitely doesn't feel underwritten in a way. Um, and it doesn't feel like too hokey and everything. Whereas just the, I mean, 90, like most of this album was just, oh yeah. I mean, I, I wonder if some of this is, is part of the hype of it more than anything, but I think part of this is just like, this is just not remarkable at all to me. And I, I I just don't understand it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, 
dislike this album so much. <laughs> I don't know if I picked that up, honestly. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I, I mean, I, I totally, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I just, I really don't, I didn't get it all. I honestly, and I, I mean, you know me, I, I try not to do this, but I, I didn't finish it. I just, I, I had a oh, really wow. hard time with, with this record. Um, and I'm just not, I'm not really, I just don't really understand. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it, which yeah. I mean, like, I hate to throw my hands up like that, but just the more I listened to it, it was like, I'm just, I'm not even seeing an angle here. Like, I'm really not, I'm not seeing yeah. what about this drew such strong support. Um, cause like you said, he does not yeah. throw out tens. You know, I think like the, when he, he gave Kitsy Ghosts and Daughters, you know, two tens in the same year, like that, that really caught me off guard. Cause he's been yeah. pretty, you know, the first several years or the, you know, the first few years he did the needle drop, he didn't even give a 10. So, yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it, it's just, it's really surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we said it before, you know, not we, we I've never totally agreed with, you know, sort of a lot of his ratings, but, you know, um, they're still worth they're still worth, you know, paying attention to in my mind. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm thinking uh, like if, if it was like my my friend or something, I would be I would, I would have to try really I, I would have to exert a lot of effort to be polite and like try like <laughs> like, like just to either like for, like try to find like little pieces that I, I liked about it or just be very very guarded and very careful um because like one of my friends was you know to the excitement level that you know with the equivalent of giving an album a 10 i assumed that they would be a little cagey about um i don't think we've ever really torn like I don't think either of us have really torn an album we know the other person really loves apart. Just because you know, I mean, life's too short. You don't, you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, but, do that, I but. mean, I, I also don't, don't think there are a ton of albums that that are very contentious between us. Yeah, like at um, least to to that degree, we're like, yeah, we're going. You know, yeah. one of us is closer to a ten, the other one's closer to a zero. I don't think we have many albums. Yeah, like and I mean, or, in any or, case, I mean, I mean, if it is, we're you know, it's it's more of like a like a personal taste genre thing. Like, I feel like there yeah. are very few albums where they're in a genre side we both like, and we're that far apart on it. Yeah. I, I, I really couldn't think of, of any, but you know, there, there's always time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So unfortunately, like my, my, my exploration for sacred bones did not end well, but <laughs> it was overall a fun time. Uh, you know, just, just, just don't make me listen to spelling. Just, just yeah to bring it back to fantano it's i forget which muse album he was reviewing but he he said how like the like he didn't like the album in general but he said the last three songs were absolutely horrendous he said it's the equivalent of doing a gymnastics dismount and landing and breaking both your legs so <laughs> i feel like that's the equivalent of your genre exploration that it started out pretty good and then <laughs> yeah really really yeah didn't. it <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's doing like yeah, it's it's, it's competing in an Olymp in like an Olympic event, and then you know being you know just disfigured from it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. I I I think I I gotta just stop. So you do you want to talk about um albums of the week? Uh, I do. All right. And... All right. So what you got? 
Yeah, so I, you know, I've been really amped, and I'm not picking another Slipknot album. It just, it, it, I'm explaining oh, my story. Um, I was, I was hoping, I was really hoping that I pick not it. Really, just but... like, just, just pick every Slipknot album until I picked yeah. all of them. And no, um, the, the, I'm gonna do Zorn albums for the next year, I, and, I, and, I, and I still won't be done. <laughs> yeah, um, the 10th anniversary. I, I had the original edition, or just like a normal edition of their debut. Uh, the 10th anniversary i used to like when i had my ipod i downloaded like there's a song called purity that was taken off uh, i think because it was based on like an actual news article and they were worried about legal issues so they just took it off and then there's some early demos from like some of the songs they had written before Corey taylor joined and he recorded vocals but they didn't make it on the album so i wanted to i wanted that version of the release so i found one that was reasonably priced that you know it's out of print at this point and the seller had it like a ton of CDs that were like really, like really affordable, like just very, like I worked like t- sub five bucks. And so I was like, hey, like well, you know, I'm right, you know, just save on shipping. Didn't charge cost extra. Let me let me check it out. And there was one album that the heavy block community was freaking out about um, six years ago at this point. And again, it was really cheap. And I was like, let me let me grab it. And man, this is one of those. Why did I? Why did it take so long for me to check it out? Uh, it's Destrier, Destrier by Asian Fresco. This oh, is, is 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 that the one with the um with the woman uh, with the flaming face? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, this. I honestly, I would recommend you check this out if you haven't already. This is like art rock, leprous. Like this is very, very. You know, they're based in Iceland, which is just an amazing hotbed for music. Like I don't know, like. Sorry, what, what were you saying? Uh, it, it's an amazing. Iceland is just an amazing hotbed for music. You know, these guys are pretty, pretty well decorated in terms of like the Iceland. You know, like the their equivalent of the Grammys or whatever. Um, and yeah, it it just sounds like like a like a less metallic, leprous, like more on the art rock, more on that kind of spectrum. Um, I, yeah, I, I wish I had checked this out back in the day. I mean, I don't think I was quote unquote ready or like I was really into Prague at that point. So I don't know if I would have appreciated it, but if you're a fan of Leprous, I, I would really recommend these guys. I think yeah. they, they take the Leprous sound, but do it in a, like an interesting way. That's very much their own. And their vocalist is, I had to check if, and like, I mean, I guess depending on your vantage point, this is a might be a negative, but I had to check if it was Einar because I, I <laughs> he sounded very similar to like the beautiful crooding. I think as the album went on, I, I kind of got, you know, I got acclimated to it and I could, I could pick up the differences, but yeah, this is one of those, you know, if you like X artist X, you'll definitely like artist Y. And the cool thing is artist Y does enough differently that, you know, you're not, they're not just a copycat. Like I really, really think that I really and I guess it's kind of good because they haven't released an album in six years. I think they're in the studio or maybe, oh, they're, cool. maybe, maybe they're rumored to be in the studio or uh, I, I'm not, I'd have to verify that. But in any case, this would be a good time to get into them <laughs> yeah. just, just as they no, release the uh, music. So yeah, I'm it was, definitely going to write of, this thing down because no, like it, that, that sounds super cool. No. And it was definitely, um, it was definitely a, a happy accident. That I, you know, I just, I just was checking through. I mean, I always did. I don't know if you do this with Discogs. I always check, um, 
you know, when, when I, I buy something from another, like, hey, like, what else do they have that's reasonably priced? Mm. Like, you know, what's their their shipping shipping policy? I actually did that because um, Lorem was gone this past weekend, so I had like just a bunch of time to myself. I went through like all the CDs that uh, Red Scroll had and bought like a ton mm-hmm. of you know a ton of CDs that were like one. I ended up getting thirty CDs, and, <laughs> but but like most of them were like one to three dollars, so. Yeah, no, uh, that that's good. So yeah, just you know, I always check like, hey, you know, what's their shipping policy? Like, if they either you know won't charge extra or they're only charged like a little bit extra. Um, I won't name the label, but there was one label I was trying to do that with for Bandcamp, and they charged full shipping price for every CD. Like, oh, like because I was trying yeah. to load up uh, because it was it's a you know there was a they had a ton of artists on their label or like on their roster that are you know, in the same genre. I really don't want to shit on them because I really like this label and they're, they're relatively small. But like as I was like adding them to my car, I was like, why is, why is the total going up so much? Oh, you know yeah, what? They... If it's it, like, I, I won't, I think I know what label you're talking about. Is it is it a metal label? It is a metal label. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think it's because they're located outside of the country. I think that's part of it. I um, think... And international shipping is expensivo i don't think they are well, let me double check yeah um, um i mean but in any yeah. case it was a happy accident and i'm glad that uh i'm really glad that i checked them out yeah no i'm i'm, really I'm, I'm looking I, yeah. forward to, to spending this this week because i'm always up for you know kind of something in that area i i remember when this thing came out i thought and i i remember be, like it looked really interesting, but I don't think I ever like sat down and listened to it. Um, yeah, I've got a story for you though this week because great. Y- you I know how it. I don't know. Do, do you ever have those weeks where you're like, you sit down and you're like, oh yeah, this is my album of the week this week. Like not even a he- like hesitation. Yeah. Um, because I had that, but I hadn't even bought the album. Okay. Um, okay. So I was over at Bulmo's, uh, just randomly. I was doing some errands, and um, I, I managed to sell like a bunch of books that have been in my car since like July when I moved. So <laughs> that was nice. Got some nice store credit, all that stuff. And I was just looking around, and and I saw this this one card, um, you know, like the section card, and I uh, I was like, wait, like, do they actually have, like that here and so i looked into it you know because usually it's like the same old thing that they always have no uh yeah so um this is a horse rotivator by the band coil um yeah they they had a used copy of horse rotivator by coil at bull moose in salem i like like just mind fucking blown dude that is like that is quite the find. Yeah, especially since like last time I had checked, like all the early coil ups were going for like you know upwards of like seventy five dollars, and like that's being generous. That that just isn't the kind of record you would think if someone had it in their collection they would be willing to. Yeah. Part with. I mean, even if you found out if, like there are some records I don't think I'll ever sell just because I can't imagine I would I would be able to buy it back again. With, yeah, and, you know, like affordably by any any stretch. So I know. It, it, what it a was fine like, man! Good for you. I, I know, it, and I finally got to listen to it today. I'm just like, oh, this is so good. And then I looked, I looked online, and um, 
I actually managed to get a copy of their debut, uh, Scatology, uh, for, you know, a reasonable price as well on Discogs. And I'm like, what, what, what type of alternate reality bullshit am I, am I, I know, in I the middle say, of right that, now? That's a, that's a hot streak. I wouldn't, I yeah, wouldn't I know, flush, like, I wouldn't question oh, it. I know. I, I, well, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe we need to, is this, uh, do, do you remember the whole Berenstain, Berenstain bear phenomenon thing from a few years ago? Uh, I mean, vaguely. What, yeah. What was that, it again? That, that, that like they, um, basically that based on the pronunciation of whether it's the Berenstain bears or the Berenstain bears that, uh, it depends on like sort, sort of like that, that people think that there's been like a, like an, like a reality jump basically that like we're in like some sort of alternate like reality <laughs> it's like the, the that's what it feels like i'm like wait like, like maybe maybe i'm stuck in the other in like this new one where like coil is like reasonably priced now <laughs> but like i'm not complaining here man like i like bring it on like i'm i'm super psyched like i i like those are two albums that I've wanted to buy for a very long time. And, uh, you know, to be able to get actually get them instead of just like burn them on CD is like a big thing for me. And it was what's cool is that like I'm, I'm coming just up to a thousand CDs like within like the probably by the end of the year, probably even before then. So it's, it's just really nice. cool to like kind of cap things off. But you know what I mean? Did not really cap it off, but like kind of have that landmark mode with like such a fucking cool album to have on your shelf yeah yeah, yeah super awesome so well that's um, great yeah yeah so all right well we're gonna be back next week talking about some uh some new albums and uh until then have a good week take care all right bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishura Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.